The amount of animals we are driving to extinction is a terrible black stain on the history of the human race. That said, there are some fairly wild creatures which have graced the planet with their presence that, once you hear about them, you might be glad are long gone. Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review and share the podcast far and wide if you like what you hear. On this week's episode, we're going to be globe trotting and time trotting as we look back at some of the most impressive and terrifying beasts that no longer exist. And I'm not talking about the ones you've heard of. We're not going to be bringing back the woolly mammoth here on this pod, nor the saber-toothed tiger. And you can go watch Jurassic Park if you want some T-Rex action, because some of these, frankly, are even more terrifying again. So... Hop in the time machine with me. We're going monster hunting. Set the dial for Columbia. 58 to 60 million years ago or so, we walk out into a world teeming with life. Much of the landscape around us is waterlogged with these giant mangrove-like plants growing near the edge of lakes and stagnant pools and the first thing you notice as you leave our time machine is the heat like stepping off a Ryanair flight to a sunny country the wall of warmth and humidity hits you average temperatures in Colombia at this time are about 41 degrees 23 degrees even in what would be considered Arctic Siberia and it's that heat which has allowed the creature we're hunting to grow to its enormous size. Though it's fair to say any human popped into this time period would probably be the hunted, not the hunter. Because just below the surface of that pool you thought was so stagnant lies our creature, waiting for you to come just close enough to the edge so it can snap out and drag you under. We're here looking for the Titanoboa, the largest snake to ever exist. The daddy of anacondas and boas which exist today. The name isn't incredibly creative, literally meaning a titanic boa, but that doesn't make it any less scary. Based on fossil findings, scientists estimate the average length of these creatures was 13 metres long, almost 43 feet, and that it weighed one and a quarter tons. By comparison, modern anacondas, scary as they are, are roughly half that size. If a titanoboa slithered past you and somehow didn't stop to eat you, it would come up almost to an average man's waist. They hunted similarly to the way modern anacondas do, lying in wait under the water, then dragging their prey under the surface before wrapping itself around the unfortunate creature and constricting to crush the life out of it. Now, you can see why I put this at the top of list of things you're glad aren't around anymore. Cold-blooded creatures like snakes have metabolic rates which are influenced by heat, so it's thought that the much higher temperatures of the Earth allowed Titanoboa to grow this big. So, in theory, were the Earth to get much hotter because of, I don't know, maybe irresponsible global industrialization using fossil fuels and a lack of action from governments and people, we could see something the size of Titanoboa rise again. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Right, back in the time machine. Everyone accounted for? 
No, well, that's to be expected, I suppose. Set the dial, we're going further back in time to between 72 and 83 million years ago and what is now North America. Rising sea levels have divided it into a number of islands, which is ideal for our quarry. Doors open and you'll find we're at a river again, this time hunting for the apex of apex predators. You think dinosaurs are scary, this creature thinks dinosaurs are lunch. A giant, distant relatives of alligators called Deinosuchus. Clocking in around 11 metres or 35 feet in length, this massive croc isn't as long as Titanoboa, but more than makes up for it in weight and armour. Scientists reckon that Deinosuchus weighed 5 to 6 tonnes, as heavy or heavier than the Tyrannosaurs of the time. Indeed, bite marks found on the remains of dinosaurs, including T-Rex, suggest that it did feed on them, likely dragging them into the water where it was more agile. Now you might think, well, a big heavy lump like that, I'm sure I could run away from it. Well, with a four-foot-long skull to its name, I wouldn't be so sure. Deinosuchus was the biggest, but not the only killer croc. Another, just slightly smaller, called Sarcosuchus, plagued river systems in South America and Africa. So maybe before any show up here, we might say, see you later, alligator, and get back in the time machine. That's a sign of aggression. You can see how she's got her mouth slightly ajar. She's got her teeth showing. She's bearing them at me. She's saying, stay away from me or I'll bite you. Now we best stay in the machine for this one because we are going underwater. And while the Titanoboa and massive crocs preyed on food on land, they also fed on fish. And as you might have guessed, much bigger fish than we're used to. But some of those were no easy prey. In particular, we're hunting today for Dunkel Osteus. This was a creature that was present almost worldwide, but not something you'd want to come across when fishing out of Kilmore Key, I tell you. The weapon of this 10-metre-long fish was a massive armoured head and jaw, which it could snap shut in milliseconds. It was so fast that snapping its jaws shut could create its own current to draw smaller prey, like humans perhaps, into those self-sharpening razor teeth. Not quite the salmon starter you were hoping for on board. Okay, hit in the next coordinates because we are going back to dry land. And this is by far the most recently extinct creature on our list so far. We're going back just a few hundred thousand years and what's a few hundred thousand years among friends? It's also the creature most closely related to us because now we're in the ancient east, the jungles of China, Vietnam and India. Foliage overhead, wind rippling in the leaves and we are hunting Gigantopithecus. Again, name gives it away a bit. This thing is big. Gigantopithecus is the closest the world ever saw to a real-life King Kong. It grew to more than three metres tall and weighed around 500 kilos, which was more than enough to keep this ape safe from most of the predators that it shared the earth with. Thankfully, though, this is also the first vegetarian on our list, so you'll be relieved to know that you don't have to be concerned about being eaten at this stop. That said, I wouldn't get in between Gigantopithecus and its salad. Why'd he do that? I'm up there and get himself cornered. The ape must have known what was coming. Just a dumb animal that knows nothing. What does it matter? Airplanes got it. 
But it wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. But let's be honest, you're here for the meat eaters, right? Well, let's hop back in the time machine. We're heading 10 million years ago and back to South America. And this time we're looking for big bird, like a really big bird. It's a mouthful to pronounce. Forus radice, forusa radice, for something like that. They're better known though as terror birds, and for good reason, because these flightless birds grew up to three meters tall with a huge razor sharp beak and claws. It had a number of methods of making you lunch. Mainly, it could pick prey up in that massive beak before slamming it down on the ground and then ripping it apart, or sometimes they simply smashed their beak down on the heads of prey. And that was enough to crack skulls. Charming. Keep your bird watching glasses out though for our next stop. And this time we're not far from home, in time at least. We're in New Zealand 600 years ago to look for the Hast Eagle. With a wingspan of three metres, you'd be rightly terrified to see this thing circling above you. It mostly hunted the now also extinct moa bird, which is kind of like a big ostrich, and it swooped down with claws that were as big as a tiger's. Among the Maori people, the bird is described as being big enough to swoop down and take children, which it may well have done as its own food supply started to dwindle. Okay, time machines aren't cheap to fuel, so let's zip through the next few If I said to you I was showing you Ratzilla, where would you think we were going? 21st century New York is a good guess, but wrong. We're in Venezuela about 8 million years ago, tracking the Morris, the largest rodent to ever exist. And it looks, or looked rather, like a giant capybara. And just how big was this herbivore? Well, estimates based on the remains have it weighing in at as much as 700 kilos. That is a rat as big as a bull, folks. Before we go home, I think we should take one last dip underwater. Because this is where the truly scary stuff is. Mega piranhas that were more than three feet long. The megalodon, a shark which was 60 feet long and makes current great whites look like goldfish. The Helicoprion, which was a shark-like creature, which instead of shedding teeth as they got new ones, just kept growing more and more and more until they had this mouth crammed with teeth in a sort of a spiral pattern that looks like a buzzsaw. Scientists aren't really sure how they used it, but fair to say it wasn't for smiling at you. And then on top of all these bodies of water containing things designed specifically to kill you, buzzing around was the Meganura, or Meganuera. As you can tell, I'm not great with these pronunciations. Essentially, a dragonfly with a two-foot-long wingspan, which you'd have to swat away with a tennis racket. I think we should get back to our own time now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let Me Explain a whistle-stop tour around some of the exotic creatures in history that we thankfully don't have to deal with anymore and who would very much like to eat you if we did. I've been Sean Defoe, John Kyo is editor on this episode with Lachlan Hart on sound production. Chat to you next week. Mm-hmm.